Hello, family. Thank you for joining us for episode nine of the PLC podcast. I'm your host, Tamara Northam, and I'm here with Dr. Shari Hall today. So Dr. Shari is not only a doctor of medicine, she's also an author, a TEDx speaker. She's also an entrepreneur and a singer-songwriter. Plus, on top of all of that, she's a mother of two gorgeous girls. So Shari, thanks so much for jumping on the show with us today. Yeah, (laughs) delighted to be here. Absolutely. Thank you so much for asking me. No worries. My absolute pleasure. So... Um, I've got a list of Shari's credentials in front of me and I had to pick out which ones I was actually going to say because the list is ridiculous. You've achieved so much in your life already. So um, it's really an honor to have you on the show. So again, thank you. Yeah, I've got the scars and wrinkles to prove it too. (laughs) (laughs) Love it, love it. Well, today what we actually wanted to um, bring Shari on and speak to her about is... um, a few years ago, you did a TEDx talk, and it's one that I've watched quite a few times, and it's got a, quite a few views on YouTube as well, so congratulations Thank on that you. One. Thank you. Good. Give us a bit of a background on, on that talk and how that came about, and we'll, we'll get into that discussion. Very good. So at the time, I was living in Washington, D.C., so you can tell by this crazy accent that I'm <laughs> from North America originally. Uh, I was living in Washington, D.C., and over the period of, I don't know, maybe my whole entire adult life... I've been up and down with my weight. Mm -hmm. So heavier side, thinner side, you know, over 100 kilos down to 60 kilos, the typical female yo-yo dieter. Um, But as a medical professional, um, I also tended to do a lot of speaking about health and wellness. And so there was a conference and a TEDx event that was organized. And the topic was how women can shape the future. Mm And for me, I didn't want to think just how can women shape the future, but how did that personally relate to me as a human being? And I wanted to tie it into health and wellness. Yeah. The topic of the conversation, I titled it the one ingredient solution. Yeah. And the one ingredient solution for me was several one ingredients. <laughs> so it wasn't one one ingredient, but it was several one ingredients. Uh, but one of the one ingredients was women. Yeah. Because we as a collective whole being the majority of the population, being the primary teachers and educators, Mm -hmm. being the primary consumers Mm -hmm. uh, in the household, being uh, sometimes the primary earner Mm -hmm. in the household, certainly the one who is influential in making decisions about what comes into the home in terms of consumer purchases, um, as well as nutritional and food purchases. Most of the time women are doing the purchasing. How we collectively as a whole can work together to create a movement like the suffragette movement or whatever (laughs) women can change things they can create revolutions and for me i wanted women to come together to acknowledge that they had the power to choose whether or not to introduce sugar and when i say sugar i mean refined processed sugars Mm -hmm. into their families and their households because as we all know an overconsumption of overprocessed excessive amounts of sugar can lead to obesity and all the subsequent health problems related to that yeah. and i was a personal victim of that crisis so that's what that tedx talk is about yeah awesome and why sugar because the sugar you know that around weight loss as we know there are so many 
you know, one trick wonders and, and, you know, do this and you'll lose weight and, you know, cut this out of your diet, you know, no carb, no sugar, no trans fats, all of that sort of thing. Yeah. Why is it sugar for you? Why do you feel like sugar is the one? Great question. And uh, you've really hit on something that's quite important is that we're all individuals, right? We're all human beings. And no matter where you look, especially if you've been somebody struggling with obesity or being overweight or even just other eating disorders, as a matter of fact. So just struggling in general with what to eat. (laughs) Nutrition is confusing. Nutrition science is confusing. Mm -hmm. And over the decades and decades and decades that we've actually been researching food, you can pretty much find research to support whatever kind of diet you want to choose. Yeah, exactly. Um, Right? So back in the... You know, when we have... um, client consultations and stuff and they say oh but I googled this and it said this bad thing about it I say go google a banana and try find something bad you will find something exactly bad. that's exactly yeah. right so in the 1970s all the hype was fats are horrible for you right yeah. and <laughs> keys and cholesterol and fat oh my god you're gonna get heart disease and then you know you turn around and a decade later it's all about the zone and eating 30 30 40 and then yeah. a decade later it's about eating paleo and keto yeah. and <laughs> you know so or being vegan and vegetarian right so whatever it is for you it is for you and sometimes it's a process of trial and error for me it's definitely sugar um I am a self-confessed sugar addict. <laughs> no question about it. <laughs> sugar for me is as powerful as uh, probably for a heroin addict with yeah, you know, yeah. or a drug abuser well, or more an alcohol. addictive than most drugs Absolutely. and Absolutely. That's exactly yeah. right. And it triggers some of those really important centers in the brain that make you just want more and more and more yeah, of it. And it also... It makes us feel good. That's exactly right. It makes you feel good, triggers the pleasure centers. It also triggers the center that tell, doesn't let you know when you've had enough. Yeah. So you want to eat more and you yeah. overconsume. Um, but for me, definitely having sugar in my body. And again, we're talking about refined sugars. I'm not talking about natural sugar that you find in nature. I'm not talking about an apple and and the the sugar that you find in an apple because sugar in an apple is counteracted by nature's natural antidote, which is fiber, right? So, but when you take that fiber out and you ultra process the sugar and you make it into a fine little white crystal powder, Mm. like cocaine, (laughs) like heroin, (laughs) like flour, like white flour, you over process it it becomes extremely potent and quite addictive. For me, uh, processing sugar in my body just doesn't work. And for most people, actually, mm-hmm. that fructose component doesn't get actu- actu- processed by the liver yeah. in your body. This is just from a medical point of view. But there's a lot of research to support that now. There's been lots of books. There's oodles and oodles of information if you go to Google, you know, if that's what your source of information is. I tend to look at scientific journals. Um, but even with the scientific journals, right, as we saw, decade after decade, things can change. Yeah, it changes all the time. Um, with sugar being so addictive, with sugar tasting so good, with sugar being so high in its calorie content uh, and really non-nutritive in its ultra-refined forms, um, it's dangerous for yeah. most people. It's dangerous for most people. It yeah. is the primary cause probably of developing insulin resistance, which is a yeah. precursor then to adult onset diabetes. I'm not talking about juvenile diabetes, type 1 diabetes. I'm talking about adult onset diabetes, something that is most likely preventable. Yeah, lifestyle-based. Lifestyle-based, exactly. Yeah. Um, for me, eliminating sugar in its ultra-refined form is was absolutely the key to weight loss. Yeah. Um, and it's not easy to do that. 
-hmm. There's sugar in everything. everything. Like you look at some bread and it's got sugar. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and plus bread's got the wheat in it as well. And for a lot of people, gluten and wheat is an issue. Yeah. Um, not only medically for those who have trouble processing or digesting it if they have celiac disease, mm. but just in general, yeah. um, the way that wheat is farmed yeah. today yeah. versus the way it was, you know, decades and decades ago. Mm. Um, so for me, it's, it's sugar. For someone else, it might be eggs. I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's, but everybody's different. Yeah. I found that by eliminating those processed foods and by eliminating the ultra-refined sugars, uh, it was a simple one-ingredient solution to follow. It's difficult. <laughs> it's challenging. You have to commit yourself on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. uh, but if it's working for you and you know that that's your pathway to increase longevity and better health and wellness, yeah. well, then why wouldn't you do it, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like we were discussing before. People... And, you know, myself included, raise my hand, self-confession here, that we all want what we want right now. And yeah. we don't tend to look at the consequences the that come down the track. That's If it's not so going to true. affect me right now, then I don't care. That's exactly right. And that is one of the issues mm -hmm. with excessive consumption of anything, right? Yeah. But in particular, since we're talking about sugar. And, and there's going to be, by the way, there's going to be people out there who absolutely don't agree with me on this. And that's fine. That's okay. Yeah. Because I bet you they can find some research to totally contradict everything <laughs> that I'm saying. Yeah. And that's okay. That's the world of nutrition science. Yeah. Uh, I'm basing this on my personal experience and the fund of knowledge that I have, not only as a physician, yeah. uh, but as a personal trainer uh, and an author and a researcher and everything like that. And, and just personal experience. Yeah. Um, but um, at just what you were talking about, um, what, what did you just say? Jeez, I just like drew like total brain. <laughs> okay, <Absolutely>. mental clarity. <laughs> something now yeah, yeah right so immediate results yeah. right immediate results and immediate effects and consequences yeah so people don't think that when they're eating a Kit Kat bar sorry Kit Kat or whatever <laughs> any kind of chocolate bar when you're eating a chocolate bar that it's going to have some sort of detrimental con consequence to you yeah you know what kid doesn't want to go to a birthday party and have cake and ice cream exactly you know yeah. or um you know go have a frozen yogurt or whatever yeah. right yeah. so um you don't know that when you're doing that or you don't feel that when you're doing that that you're damaging yourself or that you're causing long-term life-altering potentially lethal consequences to your health. Yeah. Um, whereas if you were an alcoholic or uh, a drug abuser or something mm -hmm. and you took an overdose of a drug, you would know you could potentially die on yeah. the spot there. Yeah. You feel those consequences straight away. Mm. With sugar, it's much more insidious. It's quiet. Yeah. It's like if I it's, die in 20 years, that's my... That's, that's exactly that's me right. in 20 years And you problem. say, oh, I've enjoyed <laughs> life. You know, I'm not going to change this. I like it too much. It tastes good. It's all about the hedonistic pleasure and the moment of enjoying yeah. that triple malted sundae with caramel <laughs> sauce and chocolate you know oh, chips <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah for me uh look I, I i am an offender okay i can tell you there were days when i was so stressed out mm -hmm. working in the operating room for 10 or 12 hours caring for other patients on their deathbed in the operating room that I would come home and the first thing I would do is I would stop at the convenience store and buy an oversized box of Pop-Tarts that doesn't have six but eight Pop-Tarts in it and I would go home and consume the whole thing in five minutes. And that's no kidding. I'm not joking about that. I would go home and shovel that crap into my <laughs> mouth in a period of about five minutes, not even realize what I had just done and feel horrible afterwards, like sweating, heart racing, headache, like 
overload sugar rust. My body, my insulin in my body can't even respond to that amount of sugar in that yeah. amount of time. Um, and it's that kind of repetitive sort of binge behavior that led me to becoming an obese female. Yeah. You know, and, and when I'm talking obese, for me, that was, I think my maximum weight was about 106 kilos. Yeah. Um, which is well and truly in the obese range, probably yeah. topping the morbidly obese range. Yeah. You know what's scary though? Even when you say 106, most people right now are probably thinking in their head, oh, that's not, that's not that's so, bad. so bad. That's right. That's still morbidly obese. That's like, that right. That should be all that matters. Yeah. In that range, it shouldn't even That's right. That's right. And, and there is also kind of a new normal yeah. of like what is acceptable levels of fat in our body yeah. and and this is gosh this is so not to be cruel to anybody who's struggled with being overweight and this is not to be judgmental or critical believe me I understand this struggle more than most people I've been through it for the last 40 years yeah. of my life since I was a teenager really yeah. um so but but the problem is is that if you don't focus on it now while you can while you can still walk um then it is going to lead term to long-term detrimental consequences not only for you you, but for your family, for the people around you, for the people that you love and care yeah. about. So they've got um, to end up caring for you when you can no longer care for yourself. That's yeah. exactly right. And I'll tell you something, 40, 50 years ago, a size 12 is not the size 12 that it is today. Yeah. Okay. A size 12 today is a lot bigger <laughs> than a size 12 30 years ago. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, and, and a size 12 is not a bad thing. I'm just saying that what we consider acceptable weight healthy weight yeah you've got people especially in my culture um so i'm part african-american and uh and, and black women it's it's good to be big and beautiful <laughs> and sexy and have a big booty and you know <laughs> hey you know i'm a woman i'm a real woman and, and yeah that's right you know culturally but if you think about it if you go back to africans in africa how many African women are obese in Africa? They're tall and lean and, yeah. you know, they're living off of a lot less food than we consume here in the developed uh, first world countries. Yeah, so 100%. I get that we love ourselves no matter what size we are. And that's a beautiful thing. But it is. So important to recognize. To recognize whether it's healthy yes, for yeah. you to be in that situation. Yes, yes. You don't want people criticizing you when you're fat. Jeez, I don't want that. I, You know what? Years and years ago, I was in a fitness facility and in the locker room I'm changing my clothes and there's a mother there with her little girl and that little girl said to her mother mommy she's so fat I was devastated I was devastated look it's not the kid's fault right she's a little <laughs> yeah. kid she's looking at an obese fat black woman <laughs> you know standing next to her with her rolls all over the place <laughs> as she's stripping her clothes but I was there I was there I was in the gym I, I knew I was overweight I was trying to do something about it I was working hard yeah and um I actually said something to the mother right and I said gosh that wasn't very nice and she said well you know if the shoe fits you're kidding no I'm not kidding it was devastating. That's disgusting. Yeah, but so nobody wants to hear that. No. Nobody wants to hear the word fat. No. Nobody wants people telling them. Even if fat. it's from a six year old, you know, we can brush it off and say, yeah. oh, you know, they're young, they yeah. don't understand. Yeah. But, it, you know. Yeah. But then there's some other people out there at the end of the day. You know, if you're fat, you're fat. Yeah. <laughs> but if you've never been fat <laughs> and you don't understand the complexities of being yeah. overweight. Yeah. 
it's not necessarily always just you're eating too much. That's not always it. Sometimes there's a medical problem. Sometimes you're on a medication that makes yeah. you obese. Sometimes there are other factors. Yeah, so and mentality affects you, your everything. Your mental status, your yeah. stress, your environment. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. a lot of reasons, uh, which is why obesity medicine is complicated. Yeah. It's complicated. So what do you think was causing you to come home and eat boxes of eight Pop-Tarts in one go? Yeah, absolutely stress for me. So being a single mother, working in a very high stress environment, Mm -hmm. so in a critical care environment. I was working, at that time I was working at a military hospital in the United States, so I was caring for wounded warriors returning from Iraq and Afghanistan. High, high stress as an anesthesiologist or an anesthetist as we say here. and, and then also caring for two children on my own and having a nanny and, you know, supporting my family and all those things. I mean, massive, massive amounts of stress. Yeah. Definitely for me, that was the clincher. If so it was I like could... an outlet for you? Or... Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. It was like the one thing that I had a lot of control over. Yeah. And whether it was control in a way that was detrimental to myself or not didn't mm-hmm. matter. I, had, I could choose if I wanted to eat those Pop-Tarts or not. Yeah. And I'll tell you something tomorrow, there were moments, seconds before I put that Pop-Tart in my mouth where I told myself, I'm not gonna eat this Pop-Tart. Seconds before, and then I shovel it all into my mouth. Wow. Yeah, it, that, that second, that millisecond where I actually had a choice. Yeah. Just because you could, so you thought, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna take control here. I'm gonna take control, I'm gonna eat it, cause yeah. I want to. Yeah. And it's gonna make me feel good for about three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Three minutes. For about three minutes. Top. And then I'm going to feel horrible. Yeah. And I'm gonna, then I'm going to beat myself up for the next five days mm. because I did it. So one of the things that I just want to stress for anybody who's kind of going through this up and down or this struggle, it is a struggle. <laughs> oh, I'm going to be the first one to admit it's a struggle, is really when it comes down to it, it's about choice. It's about making a decision. And if you're anybody who reads any kind of personal development books <laughs> like I do, right, it has to begin with a burning desire to want to do something, mm-hmm. to want to take massive action, to want to make a change. Yeah. And sometimes it's difficult to get yourself in that place. It, it takes mental preparation. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have the mental space to do it, and believe me, you know, being a mother and a single mother at that and working full time and stressing over life and finances and, you know, whatever, ex-husband. you know children teenage girls all that stuff being in a situation where you don't have the mental space to put yourself first uh it can be very difficult to make that decision and to actually know what it is you want Mm -hmm. um sometimes what you want is immediate comfort and rescue and peace and and calm and that's right and that's what the food provides Mm. but i think if you have time to dig, dig, dig deep. Nobody wants to be overweight. I don't think anybody chooses that consciously. It's a Mm. subconscious thing. And you gotta dig deep. That's a result of of a different choice that we make. That's right, that's that's exactly right. So if, if I could say anything about like, how did I get to the point where I'm at today? Right, because even two hundred and forty something days ago, I was at one hundred and four kilos. Yeah. So, and now I'm at eighty kilos. Which, Congratulations! Yay! Right? Thank you so much. Thank you, PLC. Uh, thank you, Nadine. Thank you, all the other people. But, um, but, but, what was it like? Where? How did? What point did I get to where I could actually make that choice? Yeah. And that's for some people the hardest part of starting a health and fitness lifestyle transformation 
is how can you get to the point where you're able to make that choice yeah. and stay with it yeah. and stay committed and focused forever, mm. not just for a 21-day challenge yeah. <laughs> right? or an eight-week, whatever. Or even just in the moment because or it can be so fleeting. It can be so and fleeting. And then as soon as someone brings home you know, a pack of Tim Tam, right. it all goes out the window. That's right. That's right. So, so getting to the moment where you're making the choice is absolutely crucial. And you can only make that choice once you understand why you want to make a change. Mm -hmm. And for me, my why was very, very strong. Um, so my mother passed away young. Yeah. My mother passed away at 64. I consider that young because I'm 54. So <laughs> I've got way more than a decade left in me. Uh, so my mother passed away young. She actually passed away from complications of an autoimmune disease. Now, we don't know why autoimmune disease starts and there's no cure and all that other stuff, but you can take care of yourself and hopefully decrease the likelihood that those genes, if it's genetically based, are going to express themselves, right? Not every person who has a diabetic parent becomes a diabetic, no, right? Yeah. Not every person who has an alcoholic father becomes an alcoholic. So yeah. you can do things in your life that will influence whether or not those things get expressed, exactly. right? Yeah. yeah. So when my mother passed away, uh, that was not only an eye-opening moment for me, but... I realized immediately that I was a ticking time bomb, yeah. right? So I'm obese, I'm super stressed, sleep apnea, acid indigestion, my blood sugars were borderline at best. I'd walk into the operating room in the morning, put the blood pressure cuff on my own arm and see I was 160 over 90, right? Mm -hmm. So that's border, that's hypertensive. Yeah. And I'm like, this is insane. I am yeah. a young, attractive, active woman who wants to participate and engage in life and I want to be here for a really, really long time. Like, I don't yeah. want to go anywhere yet. Yeah. So when, when is it going to be the right time for yeah. me to choose myself? Yeah. Um, and this is just another thing I'll throw out there to women and to mothers especially, is that um, we sometimes feel guilty about putting ourselves before everybody else. Definitely. Because, right? We're nurturers. We're givers. We're mm -hmm. carers. We want to have the best of everything for our children. And at what point does that self-sacrifice and that martyrdom, in a way, really disservice you yeah. and the people that you love in your yeah. life, right? So I finally came to a point where I had to make a decision. Yeah. Uh, do I want to live or do I want to die? I mean, it was really as simple as that. Do I want to live or do I want to die? Yeah. Um, I could go I'm out saying there. Saying it that blatantly, like it, that it, is the reality. That is the, the reality. <laughs> that is the reality. I was a ticking time bomb and I chose life. Yeah. I just chose life. Now, once I made the decision, Figuring out the steps to get there was like, okay, well, what do I have to do to choose yeah. life, to live, to exist, yeah. to get my body, which I now refer to really as a high-performance vehicle, <laughs> right? Because it's the one high-performance vehicle that I have in my life. I don't drive a Lamborghini. So this is it. <laughs> I drive a high-performance Sherry Hall vehicle. Yeah. And what kind of fuel do I have to put into that vehicle? What kind of maintenance and regular mm -hmm. service do I have to do for that vehicle to make sure that it lives a really, really long time yeah. and gets me where I want to go? And i got a lot of places to go yet, mm -hmm. right? And I want to be here. I want to see my grandchildren. I want to contribute to life and to the lives of others. Um, I want to do. I like to do and be action-oriented. And I can't do that if I don't keep my vehicle in optimal performance condition. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So such a simple way to put it, but it's yeah. so like that uh, metaphor there, like you wouldn't pour Coca-Cola into the fuel tank of your car. No, you just wouldn't do that, that. That's exactly right. So why? Yeah. Do why would you do it to yourself? Yeah. And another way of actually looking at it for all those people who are parents out there, I, I, I genuinely believe that most parents 
want to be the best parents that they can for the children and, and provide their children with excellent nutrition. Yeah. Sometimes they're not in the situation to be able to do that. I get that. It's actually hard to eat well. Yeah. Right? In developed countries, it's really difficult to eat well. It costs more to buy organic food. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's not accessible. Sometimes if you're in the United States, if you're on food stamps or welfare, you can only buy certain foods and things like that. So I get that it may be a challenge for some people to eat well, but I think that most parents want to treat their children and, and educate their children and feed their children to the best quality that they can to give them a life that is going to be sustainable forever and yeah. a long life. So if you would do that for your children, you know, then why don't we do it? Why don't ourselves? we do it for ourselves? Yeah. Right? Why don't we put our place in our children's place? Yeah. You're not going to feed your little bub, you know, all this crap every single day. Mm -hmm. You feed him beautiful pureed vegetables and and nice whole fruits yeah. and good quality sources of protein that yeah. you can we source. Check the labels you on read the labels, right? Well, why yeah. wouldn't you do the same for yourself? Yeah. Um, and and I'm going to throw something else out there and you know, hate me, love me, I don't care. This is about reality, right? We're doing a reality check here. I cannot believe what I see in some people's shopping carts sometimes yeah. when they're shopping for their families and their real. children. <laughs> yeah. That is unbelievable. And, I, and I, I, I have said things to people in the checkout line <laughs> and not to be mean, not to be nasty. Trust but I sorry think, to say it out, isn't you know, <laughs> but, but sometimes people just don't know. Yeah. A lot of the they case, don't it know. Is, a lot of the time it is just a case that they don't they don't understand what they're actually doing. They think, right. oh, no, I think I'm eating healthy because I'm eating, um, you know, veggie chips. That's it's right. Like, no. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I used to date a gentleman, wonderful gentleman, um, took care of himself, muscular, 55-year-old man, very, very handsome, uh, well-accomplished in his life, uh, but he had a pot belly. Big, big belly on him. It was interesting because he's super, super muscular and very, very attractive. But he had this big gut on him. Yeah. The first day I went over to his house, I opened the refrigerator. I was going to get some water. What do you think I saw in the refrigerator? I saw 10 bottles of juice. Wow. And I said to him, I said, why do you have all that juice in your refrigerator? And he says, because juice is healthy. You're kidding. No, I'm not kidding. Oh, wow. And he was dead serious. Now, there are some kinds of juice that are indeed healthy for you. Yeah. You know, if you go get cold-pressed green drinks, that's a good kind of, you know, yeah. juicy. But you the eat. juice in the bottle that sits on the shelf it's and the It's 100% sugar, right? <laughs> yeah. That's concentrated sugar. Yeah. So here he is drinking two and three of these bottles of juice a day, thinking that this is a healthy substitute for drinking some nice clean water uh, wow. with a little bit of lime or lemon in it, right? And, um, and I said to him, I said, have you read the label? Like, did you ever look at the label on this? And do you know that when I showed him that for one eight ounce glass or 250 ml cup of juice, that it had like 40 grams of sugar in it. 40 and he's drinking a whole yeah. bottle, right, at a time. He had a heart attack. Oh my goodness, yes, that's the truth. But he didn't know. Yeah. He just, nobody had ever. Just blindly trusts. That's right. The label says filled with vitamin C and antioxidants, <laughs> yeah. right? Oh, and it's colorful and it's got yeah. all these pretty fruits and vegetables. Get 10% of your daily allowance by drinking one glass of this yeah. sugar-laden yeah. syrup. My <laughs> favorite labels are the ones that say, oh, you know, especially with juices where it says like 42% real fruit real juice. Fruit, right. It's like, wow, what's the other 60%? Yeah, that's 60%. right. That's yeah. right. So, so. A lot of times it's just lack of knowledge. It's not proper education. Yeah. And that's why there are professionals out there like you, mm -hmm. um, like me, like 
even friends that are well literate about what they're putting in their bodies um, to help you and to guide you and provide you with additional information. Confusing as it is. <laughs> Confusing as it is. Um, it's not, everything's not right for everybody. For yeah. me, I know that sugar and refined wheat um, are naughties for me. Yeah. Does that mean I never have a piece of chocolate? No, it doesn't mean <laughs> that. Okay, it doesn't mean that at all. Yeah. Um, I do allow myself an occasional time where I consciously make the decision mm. to have a small dessert. Yeah. To enjoy myself. I'm out for dinner, yeah. right? I'm not going to be a total martyr. Yeah. But we're talking about the overconsumption, the excessive yeah. overconsumption, the addictive consumption of a substance that, mm. honestly, if most people just eliminated sugar, hey, uh, sim- simple. Let's just start with the like basics. If you just made one decision in your life and that was to eliminate any kind of refined sugar, you'd probably drop 10 kilos in a month. <laughs> you know? I mean, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It would be an effortless sort of thing. Yeah. If you just it's made just something that's a part of everyone's diet every single day yeah. without even, that's without it. even realizing like if juice is your usual go-to try for just a couple of days, just drink water. That's right. You're and throw and a couple pieces of fruit in it. Yeah. Throw a fresh strawberry or, or a piece of lemon or lime in it yeah. or an orange slice. Yeah. And it, it'll be a beautiful infusion mm. of flavors. And the amazing, the like, amount of sugar that you would be cutting out without just, even realizing right just from the drinks yeah right let's just start with that yeah like how many people drink drinks that have added sugar in yeah. them yeah right if you just start with that yeah stop buying the soda hint hint gatorade is not healthy no <laughs> no now having said you're right but having said that there are circumstances where a Gatorade is going to be good. Oh, if yeah, you're running in a marathon, yeah, right? Yeah. If you're running in a, you know, a, a 40 whatever K marathon yeah, or something like that, that, that and you need that immediate burst of, of, of simple carbohydrate mm-hmm. that is going to go right to where you need it right then and there. Okay, great. That's who Gatorade is for. Yeah. Gatorade is not for your child at school every single day no. for their lunch. No, that's not what who Gatorade is for. Yeah. Not at all. Not yeah. even close. Yeah. Not even close. Mm. All right? No Gatorade for mm. the kids. <laughs> I like what you said before as well that it's something that I didn't even really realize, but it sugar actually turns off that um, the area of our the brain satiety that tells area. Us that's that we've right. Had enough. That's exactly yeah. right. And that is why you know, like, no one buys you know a whole box of cookies and only eats it's the one. one. That's it's, that is yeah. so true. And again, uh, having been in that situation, like I've eaten a whole packet of Tim Tams. Who oh, hasn't? Yeah. Um, who has you not eaten the whole, the whole packet of Tim Tams? Right? Yeah. Like, who <laughs> eats one Tim Tam? <laughs> so, so that's exactly right. And yeah. and and you can consume these things so quickly that you haven't even given your brain and your body time to process the fact that you've enjoyed that little hit of sugar. Before you know it, you've consumed the whole package. And that's really where it becomes detrimental um, to your health. So, yeah, I mean, for me, on my personal transformation that I'm going through now, um, I will say it has not been easy. Mm -hmm. I work very, very hard to get where I am now, and I'm still moving forward, and I'm still continuing the journey. But it is simple. Yeah, that's it is. It. it is simple. Mm-hmm. There is a simple prescription for doing it, which is you need to get enough sleep. You need to de-stress your life when you can. Mm-hmm. You need to move your body every day. Mm-hmm. And movement's going to be different for you. Like, it might be a walk. It might be Pilates. It might be going to PLC every morning. You. Right. <laughs> hey. All right. 5 a.m. PLC. Right. <laughs> But it's different for you. You need to move every day. You need to get adequate amounts of sleep. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, so many people are sleep deprived. I was sleep deprived for years. I'm mm. convinced that that was one reason why I could never lose weight for many, many years. Yeah. Being a doctor, always on call with the beeper going off in the middle of the night or having newborn children where they're crying and you sleep as light as a feather, you don't get a good quality sleep. Getting enough sleep is so, so important. Yeah. Staying well hydrated. Yeah, with water. Uh, water. Water, 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 more water. Your body's 70% water. Water, water, water. Forget everything else. Yeah. Okay, have a cup of coffee in the morning. <laughs> I'm going to have my just almond milk coffee. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, but getting adequate hydration, right? Having a support group. Yeah. Having friends, mm. family. And, and you know what else I'm going to just clue you in here? It's okay to do a surgical strike and eliminate people from your life mm -hmm. who don't support you in your health and wellness goals. Yes. I've had to do that personally myself. It can be really difficult, but frankly, I don't need somebody telling me, oh, how could you just eat that? Like, why don't you just have the dessert or something like that? You know what? You go ahead and have the dessert. That's okay. I've made this choice and this is the way I'm living. And if you constantly have people in your life that are trying to sabotage your efforts to be a healthy whole person, Frankly, you just need to eliminate them. Yeah. There's, there's really no other way to get around that. You just need to cut them out. Sound like the Terminator. Yeah, <laughs> cut them out. <laughs> the Terminator. Eliminate. <laughs> awesome. So, what would be your keys to success then? Like, what have you learned over your um, many moons of, of dieting your whole journey? And, yeah. yeah. Lifetime. Yeah. What would be your biggest keys other than you know those? Yeah. So everything that I've aspects. just yeah. So yeah. everything that I've just mentioned. Um, I'm gonna because there's so many, so many things. I'm going to just throw two that yeah. I think have been the most important to me. Yeah. Um, and, and the first one is, and talk about cut and dry and black and white. I really do have gray areas, so <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not just black and white all the time, but I have actually learned to eliminate the emotion associated with eating. Yeah, that's a big one, isn't it? Yeah. It is. And that is seriously difficult to do. Mm -hmm. When you're happy and celebrating, you're out at a party, you eat. When you're sad and depressed and you're lonely, you eat. Yeah. When somebody pisses you off at the grocery store, you buy a candy bar. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I can associate every single emotion that I've had with a need to put something in my mouth. Yes. So learning to eliminate and detach myself from the emotion of eating was huge. Yeah. Um, and I've really, as I just said before, looking at food as fuel for my high-performance automobile or vehicle, whatever yeah. I have here. So detaching myself from the emotion surrounding food. It doesn't mean that I don't enjoy food. I love eating, but I don't eat because I'm happy. I don't eat because I'm depressed or angry or sad. Yeah. I choose to eat because I know I need nutritive, high you know, density foods that are going to sustain my vehicle. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So that would be number one. Mm -hmm. And then the second thing I would just say is that I take a lot of personal me time. Mm -hmm. I am a busy woman like you. Mm -hmm. We are busy, active people. We are vibrant, contributing members of society. We want to help. We want to do. We want to serve. Mm -hmm. We want to communicate. We're always doing things. But if I don't take mental time out for myself, for prayer, for gratitude, for appreciation, uh, not only for who I am as a human being, but the body that I live in, the gifts that I've been, have been bestowed upon me, if I don't take that time out for me and allow myself to be the priority to actually say, you know what, I'm number one because I can serve you better yeah. if I'm at my optimum. You cannot pour from an empty cup. It's one of my favorite That's quotes right. and I'll live by it. That's yeah. exactly right. So 
I'd say separating myself from the emotion associated with food yeah. and allowing myself to put me first so that yeah. I can better serve others. Yeah. Those two things would have to be the most important things. Yeah. But all those other things are important too. And having a support system is huge. My daughter comes to work out with me every single morning. Yeah. Oh my goodness. God bless her, right? I mean, how would I be getting up at four o'clock every morning <laughs> if I didn't have my girl, you know, by my side helping me, Mom, time to get up. You know? um, and having support of people, like really good support, people who yeah. love you, who genuinely want to see you do well, who aren't jealous of your successes, who aren't critical of the choices that you're making, who are there to support you unconditionally because you're there to support them and you're loyal to them. So having that support system is really important. Guys, if you're thinking about going on a health and wellness journey of your own, don't be afraid to get help. Mm. You know, sometimes it's hard to, yeah, Yeah. reach out. And, and honestly doing group fitness, I think is one, and this is not a plug, you know, or anything even though (laughs) I love PLC, right? It's not a plug, but, but starting a fitness journey can be very intimidating and very overwhelming. Yeah. And I think one of the easiest, most affordable ways is um, g- joining a group fitness class. Yeah. And there's so many places like PLC that give you the opportunity to come and try it out. Yeah. So you can come for a couple of weeks and see, is this the right environment for you? Okay, maybe not. We'll try something different. But the most important thing is get out there and move. There's other people there that are on day one. Yeah. There's other yeah. people that you're not yeah. alone. We've it's, all been yeah. there think, it's like at the beginning. I think that it's, you know, this feeling that they have of intimidation exactly. and being scared. Yeah. yeah, you're not alone in that feeling. There That's are people it. that have been there, that have pushed through, that are still breathing. That, so. that are still... <laughs> So you're gonna be fine. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna be fine. So don't don't be afraid. We're we're here to help you. We we we've been through it. Um, yeah, we're here to guide you, to support you, to love you, to care for you, yeah. to give you information, to point you to the right information if we don't have it. Um, yeah, don't don't be afraid. Just allow yourself to choose you. Mm-hmm. Do you and do you to the best of your ability. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I believe I have this life, okay? In this physical being, in this body, I have one chance at it. Yeah. Uh, I may come back as a cat, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but but right now <laughs> But right now this is what I have and and I, I want to enjoy it. And I yeah. want to live with passion and yeah. I don't want to do it you know, with a sore body and a paniculus that's over my, my belly that's hanging over my underwear. And <laughs> I, I want to look good. I want to feel good. And I want to present myself well to the world so that I can do great things. Yeah. 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 I love that. Thank you so much, You're Shari. welcome. Got so much out of this conversation. I Thanks. know that heaps of our listeners would have got a lot from it as well. Yeah. And I bet there is a ton of people listening right now that can relate to maybe multiple things that Shari said. Yeah. Maybe you are just starting your fitness journey. Maybe you've been in the position where you've been overweight or you've yeah. had nasty names um, been said to you or, you know, if anything resonates with you. You can contact me. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. So I'm on Facebook. So Sherry Hall or Dr. Sherry Hall on Facebook. Um, I do have Instagram and Twitter. I'm not on those that much. I'm actually a Facebook person. So I know <laughs> Facebook like is not cool anymore, but uh, like, I'm on Facebook. Um, <laughs> or, or you can email me, um, just Sherry Hall MD, which in America is doctor, or Dr. Sherry Hall. So either Sherry Hall MD or Dr. Sherry Hall, and I spell my name with an A, so S H A R I H A L L, at gmail.com. So, yeah. you know, reach out, say hello, uh, come to PLC. I'm there five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <Come shower laughs> my, room. 
Monday through Cloud, the Marie Tudor Club, yep. five o'clock every morning, seven o'clock on Saturday for Iron Man, which is killing me. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> top killing session. me. Top top session. Session. <laughs> so yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Certainly we'd love to hear your comments on this podcast. And uh, like Tamara yeah. said, if there's anything that resonated with you or if you have questions or you want to expand a little further or you need additional information, we're here. Yeah, 100%. And you can always reach out to our Instagram as well if you have any uh, messages that you want us to pass along. Um, you can find us at the at symbol, the underscore PLC underscore movement. Um, make sure you give us a follow. And yeah, as I said, any... Um, any, any time that you ever feel like you need to reach out and get that advice or get some support or just let someone know that you're wanting to do something, even if it's just for that accountability, do it because yeah. you're not going to regret it. Yeah. Do things that are going to move you forward in your life. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Don't be afraid. No, no fear. No fear. No fear. Hashtag no fear. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks tomorrow. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome, honey. Hope you. you all have an amazing day wherever you are. And we will see you on the next episode of the PLC podcast.